Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you're with the double L team, Lyle and Liam. Good morning, Lyle. How are you this morning? I am amazing this morning. It's amazing to hear. That's very good it's to hear. It's always good to be good in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. What are you thankful for this morning? This morning, I am thankful that uh, a couple of the uh, coronavirus restrictions were lifted, uh, which meant that yesterday we had a family birthday and we got to have um, some family come over and we had a bit of a fire and we had some, some s'mores, which is, I know it's an American thing, but uh, they went to America and, and they brought the idea back and it was delicious. And yeah, just a, a, a nice family dinner with, with about... Uh, 15 of us two families big families but there was about there was two different families no more than two and we all came together it was within the rules so um so yeah it was all happy days anyway okay so if you're wondering what i'm thankful for this morning i'm thankful for ah the opportunity to help somebody out and uh, yesterday i was helping out a lady who uh, needed some work done on her car and she just needed need a bit of maintenance, oil change and so forth. And in the process found that one of the rear brakes was seized. And I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a nightmare of a job to fix. And it was a very simple, easy fix. And I like it when things are simple. Very good. Just replaced one little spring. Brakes are unseized. Everything works as per normal and as it should. And problem solved just like that. So doesn't usually happen when you're working on cars. It usually goes the other way. It usually looks like a simple fix and turns out to be incredibly complex and takes days rather than hours. And this one took minutes rather than even hours. So it's, 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 it's used, it's used those part, small things. Use a part off a 1966 Holden to fix a 2012 Holden. So well, there you go. Yeah. They still make it work when the good old stuff works. This is a reminder, you're listening to The Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in the show today, I have got, uh, I'm going to be talking about flowers a little bit. So that's always lovely. And uh, there was also another story that I mentioned last week uh, or the week before, and we're going to give you an update on that. Uh, it's, it's actually right, it's, it's, this story is close to home, this one. Um, but yeah, all that is coming up after Savannah Ellis with Love You Never Let Go.
everybody that was savannah ellis with love you never let me go here on faith fm and what have we got for the clue for the quiz the first clue for our quiz today this morning is a who am i this is a who am i quiz and it is ahab was the only old testament character told to cheer up i am the only new testament character told the same thing so in the Old Testament, Rahab was told to, to be a bit more happy. And in the New Testament, this is the only person that was told that. That's an interesting it's, clue. It's quite an obscure one. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, yeah, if you know what the answer is to that, give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you're the first person with the correct answer this morning, we'll be sending you a copy of The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Mornow. Okay, so I'm not, I am just going to clarify this real quick because we did have a quick conversation off air and it is worrying me as to how Liam had uh, 15 people in his house with a two-person rule. Um, to begin with, he miscounted there was only 12 people at the house. Even so. But secondly, it was one couple that came to visit. With four children. With their children. Um, and there's six people already living in his house. Um, and so it was... Uh, two-person rule with their children was the interpretation we, that we, was used for that particular gathering. Uh, but anyway, we kept to the guidelines. Let's uh, continue on with uh, our uh, positively different positive news, news this, this morning. morning. That's it. So, I um, tell me, what do you? Know, how much do you know about flowers? Nothing. Nothing. Do you have any flowers in your garden? They have uh, like their colours and stuff. Or, and or, bees like them. I like them because bees like them. I yeah. love to own bees. I have a. I would really, really like to own uh, some bees. If someone's got a bees and beehive <laughs> that they would like to donate me, um, yeah, our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Always been keen to own some bees. We'll get that out. To, we'll, we'll get you sorted out. Yes. Well, there's this. Uh, there's this one Japanese artist, as he calls himself. His name is Makoto Azumo, and he for the last. 23 years, he has been making pieces of art from flowers. Cool. And his one of his latest artworks, one of his old art pieces, 
I think it's certainly, or it's more the idea of it certainly falls underneath the abstract art area. And what he did, uh, he organized with uh, a, a space company to send some flowers into space. Okay. And not in a spaceship, but just, I think it was with a balloon. So it was like this balloon company and he- So near space. Near space. And he sent them up there and he took a photo of them. And he called it art. It's a frozen solid. Why don't you just put it in his freezer at home? I don't know. I don't. How how does it? How does putting something, however many kilometers into the sky, how does that make it different to putting something? Well, it changes the background. It it does. I'd be keen to see the see the picture and see what it actually looks like. Is did they get it high enough so that the sky actually turned dark, or is it still blue? The da- what was the, what does the Earth look like in the background? There's a bit of a picture. Yeah, and the it's not look. It's not great quality. You think you could do it a lot cheaper and easier with Photoshop? Oh, definitely. Just take a photo of uh, one of these guys that's actually gone out there in a balloon to like 80,000 feet up or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then just Photoshop flowers over the top after freezing them in your freezer. Yeah. Look, the, um, the picture that they, that they released, it, you can see the, sort of the curvature of the earth. Um, you can also see a couple of strings attached to the, to the flowers from the balloon that they were flying up from. And the lighting on it, look, it could be better, but all in all, it's actually not a terrible picture. There you go. And it, there's a little, there's, uh, there was a quick video I watched on it this morning as well. Oh, it was, it was quite interesting. It and it was, it was, like I said, I don't think it's the, the picture itself that makes it interesting. It's more how they got to it. And just, you know, the whole process of this. See, my thing, if you're going to send flowers into space or up into near space in this case, then why don't you do it for a scientific purposes you know for maybe to study how they react to or study how you would grow vegetables on mars so that people could live on mars or something like that or the moon or you know that'd be cool it would be that'd be maybe we can we can if you this is the way my the way my brain works let's put another call out hey this morning if you have a, a, a space program that you that we can get involved in to send some flowers up to space give us a call at 1-800-324-843 let's see how many call outs we can do this morning for obscure things um, so next up in my news this morning, I there's there's this one. This is in America. Uh, there's this one family that they live uh, pretty close to each other, just down the road. But their restrictions haven't quite eased as much as in Australia, and they still can't go and see each other. Um, and so there, there's a one, there's a family, and then down the road there's their grandparents. And this one grandfather, what he decided to do is uh, we were talking about drones the other week and how some of the, sometimes they're not good, sometimes they're good. This was a good use of a drone. He got out his drone and he went to, I think, oh, I actually think he might have made some donuts and he flew up into the sky, these donuts, across uh, a number of houses and he, he gave his, his young family... How did he fly these up into the sky? With his drone. drone. Oh, with his, with drone. his drone. Yeah, yeah, with his drone. Yep. With his drone. And he gave his his, uh, his his children and his grandkids a call and say, listen, I need you to go out to the back porch. I need you to go out there, just stand there and wait, and blessings will come from heaven. And he walked out there, and suddenly from the sky, down came some donuts. So it was, it was a way that he was still able to interact with his grandkids uh, and still bring them joy without actually seeing them. So, yeah. How often do you have donuts? I don't. 
Um, I would say at the moment maybe once every five years. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest. I have them a bit off more often that than that. Probably for me, once every five weeks. So quite a significant difference. However, for me, there was a there was a stage in my life where I was a little bit irresponsible with my eating habits, and I ate them a bit more regularly. I, you know, I pop down to Coles or Woolies, and and you know, go down to the to the bakery and and see what they had there. And if there was donuts there for for two bucks, I'd, I'd grab a bunch of them. But now I'm much more on top of my health, and but I, I still do like to treat myself every now and then. And um, so yeah, I do love a donut. So, you know, if you've got a drone that you can attach some donuts to, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. We can send them in. Thankfully, we don't have stage four <laughs> lockdowns here in Australia, and hopefully we'll never get to stage four lockdowns. We've been certainly been very fortunate we not have to indeed. Uh, reach that particular point. it be interesting to see what they uh, come up with with the uh, Trans-Tasman bubble. I was thinking about this last night, and it was cool to hear them talking about it this morning, where they, um, you know, New Zealand is basically free of coronavirus now. Australia is... Definitely heading that direction yep. and reopening travel between the the two Northern countries. Territory, I believe, is is completely or, or almost completely free. Yeah, and, of you, coronavirus. and ACT as well. You sort yep. of think that ACT and Northern Territory could start uh, flights between them again. Uh, Tasmania's had four days of no new uh, diagnoses of coronavirus, so that's they'll be coming up soon. Very very positive. So maybe. You know, give them another fortnight and they could start to travel to the ACT. That's it. How long does it need to be before uh, they can start, you know, travelling again? Is it Two weeks. Two, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think some countries and states are going three weeks just to be sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you've got no, nothing happening within two weeks, then it is probably dead within the area that you are. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my final story this morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a viral video, a video that uh, a, a video clip that has gone absolutely bananas, and it's it's one that I mentioned previously, and it, since I mentioned it last, it has gone even more crazy. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, here in the, uh, in the where we are situated in Newcastle, they had, or and in the North New South Wales region, we had a um, our our online big camp and big camp is traditionally something where everyone comes from all around the 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 region and the country together to praise jesus and and, you know bring people to him now obviously as i've mentioned before we can't all do that right now so we all did that online and one of the initiatives that was done through that is they did a song they they put out a song a a call to help and they got everyone to record this song and they created a virtual choir and they did the song when we all get to heaven and it was orchestrated by a bunch of people and put together and edited. And it all really came together quite nicely. And the last time I, I mentioned it, it had had some, it had it gone sort of uh, quite viral around Australia, but it has since gone viral around the world. The president of the Seventh day Adventist Church, Pastor Ted Wilson, he commented on this, and we've had a bunch of other people comment on it. It's gone all around America. There's churches that are sharing it. It's got uh, it's thousands of of uh, shares. So if you would like to see this, go onto North New South Wales uh, Young Adults Facebook page, and you'll be able to see all the amazing things that they have done there. It'll it'll be there somewhere. And but yeah, right now this is when we all get to heaven.
And there it was, Liam, When We All Get to Heaven. I believe that was the one that was uh, recorded here in the local, or was headed up sort of, uh, instigated in the local Newcastle area and has gone viral, viral right around the world indeed. as a YouTube sensation. It has indeed. Okay, so what have we got for the next clue for our quiz? I'm, I, I, there's something ringing in the back of my brain about somebody in the New Testament being told to cheer up, but I can't bring it to the front of my brain. Here we go. Well, clue number two, I meet Jesus... As he was leaving Jericho. Oh, yes! So that... Yes! That one... Yes, 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 that was... I feel um, like that one should probably be a little bit further the way down. Uh, however, uh, yes, but I meet Sorry. Jesus as he was leaving <laughs> Jericho. You know, okay, so Lyle got really, really excited because he thought he knew the answer, but he I actually... Do. He doesn't know the answer. Well, come on, that's the answer! It's not, it's not the answer that I've got written down here. Um, the other one. It is. It's so the other one. Don't go with, go he, with the slightly got, less famous he one. He got super excited. I did. I did. <laughs> now so I'm you, super disappointed. If you know what the answer is, uh, it's not the obvious one, because uh, it's the, not the one that Lyle thought, but it's the second obvious one. And if you think you know what the answer is, give us a call at 1-800-324-843, or you can send us a text at 0491064669. And if you're the first person with the correct answer uh, with this obscure question this morning, we will be sending you a copy of The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Mornow. Okay, so I'm going to start with some positively different news this morning for my segment and talk about the bear that saves bears. The bear that saves bears. The bear that saves bears, yes. In fact, this bear has saved over 100 bears since November. Really? And this bear is operating in Australia. It belongs to the University of the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, and it coordinates with a drone. Ah, I see. Drones are really picking up. They are picking up, being used for all kinds of things at the moment. So you're wondering what kind of a bear saves bears, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. This is a dog named Bear. Oh, right. And he saves koala bears. I see. And so basically the way it works is they send out the drone, which has, um, you know, a heat-seeking uh, kind of little uh, camera on it. Yeah. And that will give them the rough approximation of where they might find koalas after a bushfire has gone through. Then, of course, to actually find which tree that koala is in can be quite, you know, challenging. And so they send out the dog named Bear. How good. And Bear goes out there and he just uh, goes straight to the bottom of the tree and, and uh, marks that tree. And he's like, yep, the koala's up this tree. Go get him. And so they go up there and they um, get the koala and uh, check him out, make sure he's okay. Uh, and they've had over 100 koalas that they've been wow. that they've brought back. Uh, into veterinary care as a result of bear. This has been happening since November. Wow. And what we've got to remember is that the fires are sort of becoming, you know, a bit dim in our memory right now because of the virus, which is, you know, just on another side point, I was thinking about, you know, a few months ago, the fireys were our heroes and then the SES were our heroes when the floods came through and then uh, now the uh, the health workers are our heroes and before that the farmers were our heroes during the drought. When you've got a lot of heroes, yeah. you know there's a lot of crisis in the world and you know the Lord's coming soon. Absolutely. You're very thankful for these things. Now, you are. I but think- anyway, come back, to, come back to this one real quick. Yeah. To bear. To bear. The what dog. they're finding now, what they were finding initially was koalas that were had, you know, suffering from burns. Yeah. Uh, he's still working and he's still working hard because they're finding koalas that are suffering from starvation. I see. Because all the gum trees would have burnt down. Very little vegetation out there. So I think I read somewhere that uh, due to the fires, there was like 1.5 billion 
animals. Yeah, 6,000 koalas. 6,000 koalas. We lost 6,000 koalas in the fires this year. And I'd, I'd say that most of them that, that died would have been from smoke inhalation. But for then, for the ones that have been burned and the ones that are now struggling to find food, Bear would be a lifesaver. He is, absolutely. Anyway, uh, on this day in 1493, the world was cut in half. Really? You always, wanted, so? you always wanted to know that, didn't you? But it was it was cut in half. But it, somebody just sliced it, and then did they glue it? In fact, it, back it was uh, Pope Alexander the Sixth in his papal bull called Inter uh, Catera, something like that. <laughs> uh, please forgive my Latin for all of the people who speak uh, Latin uh, words right there. And basically, how it came about was that uh, Chris- Christopher Columbus came back from discovering what was the New World, the Americas. And uh, claimed on behalf of Spain, he landed in Lisbon in Portugal. There was a bit of a dispute over who this land belonged to on the other side of the Atlantic. And so eventually Pope Alexander VI stepped in and donated it to Spain. Really? But when he did, he donated it on a line that ran from north to south um, around the globe that ran through the or ran past the Portuguese islands of the Cape Verde Islands. Now, the only problem with that was what they didn't realise was that parts of South America were actually east of that particular point. And so when he cut the world in half and intended to give all of the Americas to Spain, he actually cut up a section off that is now part of Brazil and it was to the east of that line and it was kind of up for grabs by Portugal if they wanted it. But as it turned out, everybody studiously ignored what Pope Alexander VI did and took whatever parts of the New World they wanted. Right. So that yeah, despite the fact that it was already owned by people, (laughs) they took things into their own hands. There's a whole two new continents over there. I'm going to give them to Spain, even though there's people there that already live there. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Didn't exactly ask, did they? No. Um, But yeah, that was what was happening back. You know, on this day in 1593, the world was being divided in half. Now, of course, Spain uh, disputed it and argued it as a legal uh, statute for a very, very long time. They're like, no, it's been given to us. It's all ours. You can't have it. There were a number of problems, of course, because it could also be reached by sailing the other direction around the world because... They just discovered the world was actually round oh, but and how not so? flat. I thought the world was flat. Yeah, well, anyway. Evidently not. Evidently not. And so, well, what happens if you reach the same place from the other direction? The paper ball didn't make any provision for that because they didn't actually thought of uh, that eventuality, eventuality happening. And so, yeah, there was a uh, couple of problems with what was taking place there. Okay, so what else is happening in our world today? Uh, this, is, this is interesting just to see some anecdotal evidence of some of the challenges that are being created by COVID-19. And I'm hoping that there's a silver lining to this story. There is a removalist company in Queensland that specialises in doing removalist work for women who are victims of domestic abuse. Right. And so basically these are the guys that are going to go in. If, uh, if you're a woman who is a victim of domestic abuse, you call them, they will come and move you out. Uh, you know, I, I'm assuming they provide some certain level of security and that kind of thing. Their business has climbed by 60% since COVID-19 started. 
And one of the things that they have pointed out from their observations, and they're uh, a group of uh, you know, Polynesian immigrants to Australia who have put this together, what they've pointed out is that a lot of women who are in abusive environments are in very controlled environments, and the COVID-19 restrictions have just given you know, the perpetrators of that violence a legal right to be more controlling and you know you get a situation where you know somebody's every move is controlled well now every every move that they make is within their own property and it's become yeah it's it's certainly escalated i'm hoping there's a single a silver lining to this where it's actually sped up a process yeah. that may have taken years and even more abuse and more abuse and by putting in the pressure cooker so to speak it's actually it's actually escalated it to the point where it's been a short, sharp cut rather than being long and dragged out. But we need to be very, very aware of men or women, uh, women or men, I should say, or either which way, that are in situations of domestic abuse that we know of and we are aware of and we need to encourage these people to leave these relationships. be there for them, yeah. We need to be there for them, we need to be praying for them, we need to be encouraging them to leave these kind of situations immediately um, and not to be hanging around uh, because that can be very, very dangerous to be in that kind of an environment. Okay, so that's uh, something uh, else. Uh, of course, um, singer, pastor Kanye West has just been... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> proclaimed a billionaire by Forbes magazine, a little bit different from the a little bit of a contrast to the example of Jesus Christ, and he's bought his childhood home for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Good which on is him. Kind of like a uh, yeah, it's it's kind of falling down, but probably a a more representative kind of place for a pastor to live. Probably not that he'll be living. anyway. This is the City Harmonic with a city on a hill. Righteousness that you seek is beautiful Beautiful like a city on a hill
back everybody that was the city harmonic with a city on a hill you're listening to the breakfast show and before we go to the quiz the clue quiz for the day no as we go to it we're gonna have another clue for a quiz we are indeed all right so let's 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 just do it clue number three lyle's on the edge of his seat he really is many people rebuked me and told me to be quiet Oh, come on. My answer when is correct. When I called out correct. to Jesus. You know my answer is correct. And, and Lyle's second answer, not his first answer. Not my first one. His first answer was incorrect. Let yes. me just make that very clear. Uh-huh. His second answer, though, is incorrect, which does it, mean which is the double correct, prize. Which is correct. It is correct, which means his, the double prize is no longer up for grabs, but the main prize still is, which means if you give us a call at 1-800-324-843, or if you send us a text at 0491 and you have the correct answer, and you're the first person with correct answer this morning we will be sending you a copy of the incredible power of prayer by roger Mornow. okay so who was living in jericho was told to be quiet by the crowd but told to cheer up by jesus if you know the answer give us a call right now okay joining us on the phone this morning is victoria johansson victoria welcome to the show thank you victoria we are keen to hear your story this morning of what god has done in your life and uh, he, your story of your journey of faith. And uh, as we begin our story, with a last name like Johansson, what part of the world does your family come from? Well, uh, I have grown up in Norway, but my dad is from Sweden, uh, and so it's a very Swedish last name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a Swedish name, but you grew up in Norway. How did you end up yeah. growing up in Norway rather than Sweden? Uh, well, my parents moved to Norway when they got married, and they've lived there ever since. <laughs> and your mum is Norwegian? Yeah, well, half Finnish, so I'm a bit of a mix. <laughs> okay, so you're a Scandinavian hodgepodge or mix. Yes. That's fantastic. Now, tell me, um, Victoria, did you grow up in a Christian home? I did. And I grew up in an Adventist home. Okay. Yeah. Was this uh, was a nominally Adventist home or a devout Adventist home or... Um, like uh, family prayer and devotions every day or just sort of like church once a week or once a month? What kind of a... How would you describe your family home growing up? Oh, <laughs> no, it's been... It's been a, uh, was a good upbringing and we we did always go to church and we would have morning devotions, but normally on the weekends because, you know, it was busy and during the weekdays, but always had a morning devotion during the weekends, yeah. And was there a point at which you decided as, you know, an individual to give your heart to God or was it a process that took place over time? 
I got baptized when I was 13, uh, and now I'm 20, 21. But it wasn't until um, I, I went to Argentina for half a year that I really uh, started, like, my faith became more personal. I started, like, reading the Bible on my own. Sure. Okay, so tell us about Argentina. That is a long way from Norway. What was it that took you to Argentina? Uh, I wanted to learn Spanish. And I wanted to travel, and that was a good combination. So I started at the at the Adventist University there, um, and so I don't know. I think it's the the being in a new environment. Because growing up in uh, like in a Christian home, it's like you get to used to the same routines. And so when I went and got into a new environment, I was like, oh, now I feel like I can start something new. And then it's just I started reading my Bible and had a lot of time also. So that's kind of how it came about. <laughs> Did you read your Bible in uh, Spanish, English, or Norwegian, or Swedish? Which, how many languages uh, did you speak? Uh, four or five-ish. Yeah, fair enough. This is kind of like everybody who's not an Australian who speaks multiple languages, yeah. and Australians <laughs> just speak one. <laughs> well, yeah. No, uh, it's, I read my Bible in, in, in different languages to get... It makes me, helps me to understand it better. <laughs> okay. Now, at the you, moment, it's English. <laughs> okay, so reading your Bible in English at the moment, um, and I must say that uh, your English is exceptional, but that's not surprising because all the Scandinavian people I meet have exceptional English, so it must be a bit of a thing that... Um, <laughs> I think that happens there. I don't know. Or maybe it's just the ones who speak good English that come to this country. I've not been to um, that part of the world yet. You're going to have to invite me over there sometime. Uh, Victoria would love to uh, visit that part of the world. But um, you were in Argentina, what, for, what did you say? Was it for six months? Yes. And while you were there, how, well, um, you were obviously, you know, um, studying. And what, what, what was it you were studying? I was studying Spanish. I did a Spanish uh, language course. Okay, so you're doing a Spanish language course in a Spanish country. That makes sense. Uh, did yeah. you have a intend to stay there longer than just the six months, or uh, no? I was I was just going to stay there for those six months. Okay, and then I went back to Norway. Yeah. And now you're in Australia. How did you end up in Australia? Oh well, <laughs> I uh, I just um, I wanted to keep growing in my in my relationship with God uh, and to do that I always feel like you need to kind of get out of your comfort zone and just face some challenges in order to really depend and rely on God and so I was uh, I had always known about a ride wanted to do it for a long time I thought I'd do it after I finished my studies but I'm sort of like oh, you know I don't know what life is going to look like in two years so I was just like I took a break from my studies and Okay, so that's interesting. So you didn't know what life would be like in two years' time, so take a break and go and do a rise. Well, were you expecting life life to look like it looks like right now when you did that? Uh, No. (laughs) So So now you got kind of stuck here in Australia with uh, the whole lockdown and everything. Yeah, uh, but it's been been an an amazing journey, I can tell you that. (laughs) Okay, so we've, we have interviewed some of your housemates previously and, and sort of heard a bit of the story um, of, yeah. of how your saga has progressed and we've we've been kind of following the saga of uh, this group that we've been calling the Castaways. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a familiar story in Australia right now. There are actually, you know, a lot of 
overseas students who have become stranded in this country and mm. uh, you know with with all of the borders locking down and so forth um, uh, when the, when when the lockdown came in did you have an opportunity to get home and if so why 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 choose to stay here instead oh uh, i i think i like, if I really wanted to, I think I could have made it work, but I didn't really want to go home. <laughs> and why was so, that? Uh, uh, because I felt like I wasn't done here. I, I took this year off, and I really wanted to to use it for, like, God's work. And, I, I mean, it's not like God couldn't use me back in your way, but I just saw more opportunities for me to do more, like, for my ministry here and just... Um, just step out in in something that was uncertain, and then that would and just see how God would would use me and work work through through me here. Yeah, for sure. So you you along with a group of what I think it is uh, eight of you guys uh, decided to stay rather than to head back and hmm. to go into lockdown here. Uh, in hindsight, has that been a wise idea? Is is the situation in Norway been better or worse than the situation in Australia, from a health perspective? Uh, I think they've had more cases and more like like more people have died, but I think they're handling it like it's not chaos. But they they've been in complete lockdown for a long time, so it wasn't that tempting to go back home. It wasn't that much to go back to anyway. Sure, sure. I mean, it looks like we've we've got off rather lightly here in Australia, where we haven't gone f- to stage four lockdown, and we might never go yeah. there, which is um, certainly been a blessing for this country. And of course, none of us could yeah. could have predicted that um, in the past. But I think that um, yeah, I think there's probably a few foreign students that decided to stay that are kind of glad that they did now because it's um, Australia's got off uh, has been the lucky country, the lucky the lucky place to be. Uh, Victoria, yeah. tell us you, you've been doing some outreach along with uh, your housemates, the your fellow castaways here in this country, um, yeah. and putting together a blog and a you know website and um, Facebook group, all that kind of stuff. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, so I'm sure if, if some of the other castaways have been on the show before, you've heard of the Abram Journey, which is the, the online ministry that we have um, started. Um, and yeah, it is basically we we're doing the Arise Online course, and for us, Arise and like this whole experience has just been such a great blessing, and we learned so much, and we just want uh, other people to. To share about it <laughs> and so this is basically just um, a platform where we want to share our perspectives and the things that we learn so that other people also can who, who do not have access to um, or the opportunity to do the Arise, Arise course that they can also um, somehow get a new perspective of God or just just get to know him more. <laughs> sure, yeah, and absolutely. Fall in love with him. Tell yeah. me, what's it like being doing? Be, what's it been like doing the Arise? And I should have just explain this is like a uh, four month discipleship program, um, which is the Arise course. What's it been like doing it online as compared to? Because you sort of did half of it, you know, face to face, and now the other half online. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, I think there's a a big difference from doing it by yourself and doing it in a group. Like we. 
a group of eight people, so it still kind of feels like we're in the classroom and we can discuss and we can talk together, you know, ask questions. Um, and so it definitely makes it a lot easier than if I were to do it by myself and sit in a room. <laughs> and so, but it's been, it's been great because we still feel like we get, I get this kind of the same experience. The only downside is that we don't get direct answers from the teachers. It's a bit difficult to ask them through the screen. <laughs> do, do you get any kind of answers? Like, can you email them or anything like that with questions and get uh, some answers back? Uh, I don't know, really. I don't think we've tried. <laughs> sure. And and I'm sure that, yeah. Yep. How long, have you got, sure. how long have you got to go before you finish the course? I think it's about three weeks. Left. We're in the fifth week now. Yeah. So we have three weeks left. Okay. And are you going to, by doing it online, are you still going to be able to finish all of your classes, get it all over and done with um, within the same amount of time as if you'd have done it in, in the classroom? Uh, actually, if we still had been at a rise, we would have uh, graduating this coming Sunday. So we're doing like two weeks extra. Right. And I understand that was because of some of the some of the classes that had a bit of double up and so forth on the online yeah. courses compared to the live course that you were in the process of doing because it is a course that is um, adapted and improved and changed a little bit each year. And so yeah. that's fantastic. Hey, Victoria, what are your plans once you graduate from Arise? Uh, my plan, oh, I am going to work um – in a church as a Bible worker or a volunteer, what you would call it, um, for the rest of the year at Raymond Terrace, um, the church there. And there we'll be working in the juice bar and there's an op shop and hopefully get Bible studies and study with people. <laughs> yeah, well, with the uh, with the easing of restrictions, then that's uh, definitely a possibility. We've now got the two-person rule. Um, and we now have the ability to be able to visit people for the pay, for the purpose of pastoral care, which uh, definitely oh. falls within the uh, realm of Bible work. So it sounds like you're pretty much good to go right there, and it sounds like it's going to be exciting for you. I know the yeah. Raymond Terrace team. I just want to put it out there right now to all of our listeners. If you're in the Newcastle, Lower Hunter, Raymond Terrace, anywhere in that, within that region, do stop into Raymond Terrace Mission right there on the main street of Raymond Terrace just beside the shops, well, as one of the shops, and you'll find the juice bar there, you'll find the op shop there, you'll find everything happening there. And, of course, on a Saturday morning, you find the church in the back, which is just, um, well, actually online at the moment. But um, as soon as we open back up again, you'll be able to find the church in the back. And it's a thriving community. Um, and so, yeah, do definitely look them up online on a Saturday morning and become a part of that um, congregation there. Now, uh, Victoria, very quickly, Abraham Journey, just uh, tell us all about that before we finish off. Where do we find that and how do we access it? Abraham Journey, uh, you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we have a website online. So if you look up The Abraham Journey on Facebook or The Abraham Journey on Instagram, you will find our pages and there will probably be a link to our website so you can also go directly to our website by searching um, abramjourney.org and then you will you'll find it. Okay, that's it. The Abram Journey, Abram, I should say, journey.org yes. and you'll find it right there. <laughs> Victoria Johansson, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing your testimony. Always good to hear a young person share their testimony here on Faith FM. 
Uh, right now we are going to listen to Alan Jackson with There Is Power In The Blood. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to share God's love with those around you, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Check on your neighbours, especially elderly neighbours as they may be unable to visit the shops or see family due to quarantines. A note under the door or a letter in the mailbox works too if you want to maintain your distance. Little things like this make a huge difference to someone who might be struggling to get by. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving. A program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. The waves crash in, the tide rolls out, it's an angry 
there is no doubt that the lighthouse will keep shining out to warn a lonely sailor. And the lightning strikes and the wind cuts cold through the sailor's bones, through the sailor's soul, till there's nothing left that he can hold except a rolling ocean. Oh, I am ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready I am ready for the storm. I'm ready for the storm. Da -da -da -da. For my dreams, 'cause every confrontation seems to tell me what it really means to be this lonely sailor. And when the sky begins to clear, the sun it melts away my tears, and I cry a silent, weary tear for those who mean to love me. Oh, I am ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready I. The distance it is no real friend, and time will take its time, and you will find that in the end it brings you me, this lonely sailor. And when you take me by the hand and you love me, Lord, you love me, and I should have realized I had no reasons to be frightened. Oh, I. Yes, sir, ready I am. Ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready I am. Ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready I.